Hey, hey, welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you from my Soul Renegade Sound Studio here in Minneapolis. And I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. We can't ignore the elephant in the room here. We received some horrible news this past week. And before we get this show started, I just want to send out our, our most heartfelt condolences to the families of the victims of that horrendous shooting in Texas. As a father to two young kids, I, I, I don't have the words. I don't know if there's really any words that I can say. It's tragic. It's horrible. But we here at The Approach, we're, we're sending all of our love, all of our support. We're definitely feeling for you guys. So just God bless you. And uh, we're there with you. With that said, I do believe that music is a healer. Also, I believe that my guest is a tremendous inspiration. Orianthi, where do I start with her? I mean, she's a multi-platinum selling artist. She's worked with literally the biggest names in the business, from Michael Jackson to Santana to Steve Vai, you name it. She's incredible. She's the queen of social media as far as I'm concerned. She's an incredible cook. She makes me believe that girls can absolutely do anything. And as a father to a daughter, man, that just, uh, that makes my heart sing, man. I think it's such a cool thing. She's amazing. And I think that you're really going to enjoy this. Check out my interview right now with my friend, Orianthi. Hey, hey, well, it's been a long time coming, but I am now here with Orianthi. Hey, Ori, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing well. A little uh, worse for the wear. I, you know, you were out last night. I was out last yeah. night. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just a, just a late night, early morning. So, Oh, uh, you know. yeah. That's what happened this morning. I got up pretty early, had my five coffees, went on a walk. And um, but last <laughs> night was great, actually, supporting uh, well, Women Who Rock with Gibson and the McGee Women's Institute, which is an amazing foundation for women's health. So, it was great to be, you know, just there and supporting amongst friends and all of that, the Gibson crew. So it was great. It seems like you do you do quite a bit of the philanthropy kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's obviously important to you. But, I mean, how does that take precedence in your life? Um, well, when anyone asks me to, to, to come along and support something that I, you know, am completely behind, especially with something like women's health or um, anything to do with like cancer. My mum went through cancer a couple of times oh, wow. um, to do with animals. Anything that, you know, I can, you know, in a small way that I can just show up and, um, you know, just be there in support of. I'm there, especially if I'm in town. You know, that's something that I always make time for. Um, and yeah, you just, it's, you know, it's, it's life. It's supporting uh, different causes that help people. I mean, that's what music does. We try to help people with music and, you know, if you can, if you've got the time and as I said, I'm up here and I, you know, I could do it. So that's, that's what I do as I, as I show up and, or play shows and uh, all that kind of stuff for different, um, foundations I believe in for sure. That's so good to hear. And, so, you know, that makes me happy because, you know, I, I enjoy those who give back. Yeah. 
you know, so it's that's that's such a great yeah. thing. I, yeah, it's absolutely very important. Very yeah. important. Just bring awareness to things too, especially um, you know my followers on Instagram or Facebook or sort of any of the social media um, outlets I have and putting things up with these different foundations, getting people to donate or support, you know, it's great to be able to do that. Well, we're just going to kind of, you know, just go on a little bit of a, a, you know, a walk down memory lane just so people get to know you a little bit more because obviously you're, you're very prominent, you're very well known, but I don't know how many people are, are familiar with your past. Now, I want to bring this up because you and I, just recently on social media, which you were incredibly active on, by the way, which is fantastic, <laughs> right? Crazy you... photos of my cat and guitars <laughs> and, you know, I, I've been posting, I post a lot of random stuff. My my page is kind of like a variety show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like the, I like the variety show. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you had posted this, This uh, you were on, your, I guess you were on a walk, but your soundtrack of uh, this particular walk was uh, Secret World Live by Peter Gabriel. Yes. And that record was just, it's incredible. And you and I kind of fanned out for a little bit on that. And uh, Oh, I it, love it. I mean, oh, you man. Know, Gabriel, Genesis, I'm a big fan. I mean, I just, I love it. I love his music. I love how worldly it is. The musicians he plays with, the songs, you know, and especially that concert, like, you know, I put it on um, here and there for inspiration. That just makes you feel good. It's one of those right? uplifting, whether you're listening to it right on a walk or whether you put it on, I have it on my big TV sometimes. People come over and they're like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, yes. yeah, it is. It's like, watch the musicians and everyone's like dancing around. It's very festive. And that's what music's about, you know. Yes. It's like, um, just the energy you feel off that show. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, it's amazing how that transferred you know what I mean? So for the, yeah. the, the energy of that particular show to, you know, the recorded format, you know, the stuff that we're listening to. Yeah, it, it was a magical show. And I'm so glad that that was captured. You know, oh, definitely. So yeah. many good songs. So many good songs. In Your Eyes, oh, yeah. the Tree, all those songs. I mean, yeah, they're so good. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the reason why I want to go back a little bit and, and I really want to kind of dive into you as not just the guitar player. We know that you're an amazing guitar player. I want to get to know you as a fan of music. Yeah. You know I'm what I mean? I'm a fan of music. I'm a huge fan of it. You know, I, my dad and my mom had a, and still have great record collections and, you know, different tastes in music. So I grew up listening to a lot of different things from like Elvis Presley to the Beatles to Frank Sinatra to country, Johnny Cash. Jackson 5, everything. I mean, my uncles would come over, bring over records. So our living room was pretty much, you know, filled with different sounds all the time from Greek music because I'm half Greek. You know, my, my dad's side, um, my grandparents are from Greece. So he's playing in Greek bands, um, oh, wow. hearing that and going on to, you know, weddings and christenings and, and playing, you know, I jam with him when I was like 10 years old, 11 years old. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just pretty uh, colorful for me growing up and I sort of felt like I grew up in a time warp. So, um, you know, in the sixties or something or seventies, <laughs> I, I listened to vinyl records and had my guitar and my amplifier and I wasn't, I didn't have that many friends. You know, I just had my sort of like arty friends or musician friends, um, that would just come over and, and would jam. And, you know, I was, I was that kid that was like that hippie, you know, flower child that would just sit in the back of the room, not even paying attention, but reading guitar playing magazines or something under the desk, you know? Right, and right. That was my 
school years growing up and just early childhood memories was just being so obsessed by music, not just guitar. It was, it was well, the guitar, of course, but, um, you know, songs and songwriters and performers and everything. I'm just a big fan of it, you know? What it yeah, does. we're going to definitely dig into that. Also, I mean, just from your accent, we know that you're from Dallas. Yes. Dallas, yeah. Texas. Yeah, 100%. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, obviously, obviously you're from Australia, but I mean, when you were growing up and you were saying that like, your father was uh, was Greek, you know, so you have that culture, you know, and, and it's vibrant. My my best friend is, is Greek. So <laughs> I get it. Yep. I totally, Dude, totally get it. No, Absolutely. <laughs> Alex Mariel, if you're listening to this, I'm talking about you. But I mean, you're, you're so you're growing up in this house and, and you're listening to all of this music. How did you discover that you know, music was really what you wanted to do and how did you discover that the guitar was was that path or the, that catalyst the thing that you wanted to play um to me it was just very magical you know it's like as a kid you know i was obsessed with like disney films i was obsessed with just anything that sort of brought this like sense of endless possibilities and imagination you know and for me um when I first held the guitar, you know, my dad put it in my hands when I was six years old and he was playing and he put on Hendrix and all these different artists. And I was like, wow, this, this is amazing. You know? And I just became obsessed completely like six hours a day listening oh, wow. to different records and trying to learn. I mean, you know, at first it was like the Beatles and Elvis Presley on um, you know TV and then BB um, King later on, um, and, you know, just trying to get that vibrato, like, forever, you know, just playing right. along. Um, and then Santana was the reason why I became sort of, like, just, you know, so obsessed with the electric guitar, the way that he played, because it was just so amazing and soulful and, and expressive and um, such incredible energy of, of what he would play and his note, note choices and everything. Europa was one of the songs that really hit me. I was, like, 11 years old. I went to the Dance of Rainbow Serpent uh, concert with my dad. And that was the song that was just like, wow. Like I told my dad, I was studying classical at the time, said to him, I don't want to play classical anymore. I'll play electric because, you know, hearing that just really affected me. And, and, and I was just obsessed. I mean, I, no one could really uh, stop me from like doing because I just had this whole thing panned out. I said to my parents, that's what we're going to do. And yeah, I quit school when I was 15. So my first management deal when I was at 15 and just played cover bands, three three different cover bands a week, different Australian pubs and, you know, just playing different shows, radio, made records at home and all that. And, yeah, it then came to NAM when I was like 17. It literally was just, for me, just obsession. And, and also, aside from that purpose, like I sort of felt like this was my calling. Like I sort of felt like this is what, I'm supposed to be doing and I want to get better at it and it's just something that I feel like every year I sort of change uh, as well as a musician and hopefully get better as a songwriter, guitar player, um, inspire more people if I can to to play an instrument as it's just an amazing outlet and yes. it brings a lot of peace um, to us I think as humans uh, to not only listen to it but also play it whether it be for as a profession or as a hobby it's, yes I agree yes yeah, it's yes 
I mean, are you are you self-taught or did you did you learn traditionally or schooled? Um, I learned off a lot of different people um, from listening to records. My father taught me initially uh, and then he brought in his friend who was this Greek guitar player. He was like a bazooki player and classical oh, wow. teacher. Wow. Yeah. And I started to play bazooki for a minute, but just no. <laughs> uh, and, but, but classical guitar... I studied when I was 10 years old. I actually went to a university and studied uh, theory. And, uh, at 10? At 10, yeah. I was the, one of the youngest. Oh, uh, my God. Wow. I, I used to suffer migraines, though, because I, <laughs> I hated it. There was so much pressure. And then I joined a orchestra. Uh, it was a production for Oklahoma, right, that went around Australia. So I was playing in the orchestra pit at 10 years old. Sight reading. Oh, man. Wow. With, uh, all these older musicians are like 20, you know, like in their 20s. And it was definitely something where I was like, okay, just like it was an entire production of Oklahoma. So I was in the orchestra pit playing some of the main guitar things. And, you know, it was an experience. But I, so many different things that I sort of threw myself into at a really young age that just kind of came my way or whatever. And I just was like it's a challenge, you know, and I just felt like, um, it really, um, has helped me a lot. Um, and I kind of dig that whole thing was just being thrown into things and try to figure it all out. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I guess ultimately it's, it's, it's the drive, the passion and with you, the work ethic, you put your time in, it's not even just about, you know, paying dues. You're, you you paying dues was being in an orchestra pit at 10 years old. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of know? dust that was thrown on me. I got slight asthma or something. I remember that. Oh, um, but, you know, just like everything from pubs in, in Adelaide to getting my teeth chipped and face bruised from microphones and people oh, getting my. drunk and, you know, PAs going out and sleeping in barns uh, in farm, you know, like you play like weddings out in the farms and whatnot in the, you know, and uh, countryside. And, and, you know, it's just all that kind of stuff is kind of funny, but it's like it's all to do with you just play music, you know, and, and just get through it all. And um, at the end of the day, it's learning experiences, but also it's just it's a journey. I mean, everyone's got different journeys. And, um, you know, I'm, right now there's like so much stuff ahead of me that I want to do and, and I'm doing and, things I want to create and yeah, it's endless possibilities really. You in particular have led such an interesting life. Career wise, you obviously have the who's who of names. And I guess before like we even get into any of that, you like, how did you get to the States? Like, like how did, how did this, this whole transformation kind of happened with, with you being out in Adelaide and then you being here in the States and, and essentially just your break. How did you achieve that? Um, I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I told everybody when I was like seven years old, I'm moving to America. I'm going to sell millions of records and I'm buying myself a Cadillac, like Elvis. And, and they're like, okay, like whatever. And you know, it, it happened. I bought myself an Escalade. I have sold, you know, a few million records and whatnot with the first one. And, and, but you know what? You just set your intentions. But my intention was to make the best music possible to be able to do what, you know, um, I don't know, just, just when I was really young, there was just like no ceiling on anything, you know, when you're a kid. So you sort of just go, all right. And everyone thought I was mad and still do. 
Um, <laughs> and now there's like other goals I set for myself, of course, because I mean, back then it was different and the music industry has changed immensely from, you know, when I first came over here. Um, but, you know, it's all about like, if you think that you can do something, you can. And, and I tell people that like all the time, it's your belief system. If you um, stop yourself or negative thoughts or fear come in, that's your blockage that stops you. But there's anyone can do anything, you know, you, you know, I'm saying it's like you paint your own reality in your mind and um, you just have to go with it. And once you have that sort of vibration and, and not only that, you got to act on things too. So your excitement makes everything. And when I was a kid, it's like, I made a record when I was 14. I sent that out to Santana and Paul Smith and everybody and, and, and they, they heard it and they wrote back to me and I had their support, which was amazing. And supporting Steve Vai when I was like 15 in Adelaide, Australia. And he became like an uncle to me, you know, Steve. And, and I'm so honored and grateful to have his support and, and friendship. And especially, you know, I mean, Santana, uh, you know, huge influence and, and big supporter and just like amazing friend, uh, Carlos and his wife, Cindy, they're just, you know, the best people. Sure. Um, and I recently was hanging out with them in Hawaii. And it was just wonderful to just like listen to music and hang. It's just, yeah, really great times. And it's all about energy. It's all about, um, you know, and just kind of, as I said, like with music, it, it's for me just trying to um, ascend, trying to make better music, try to uh, write a better song and just try to reach more people um, with different records I make. But when I was, I think, getting back to your, your first question, like uh, your question before was how do I get here to the States, was making a record when I was probably, I think, 16, 17, called Violet Journey in, in my home studio. And I wrote and produced the whole thing. I locked myself away for like six months. Um, wow. Drinking a lot of coffee and diet coke. My parents were concerned. Um, I didn't sleep. I was like <laughs> a mad scientist in the studio. And I'd wake up, they would be getting up for work and I would be basically going to bed and showing them the song that I'd been up all night, you know, recording and, and writing. And uh, this record kind of just got done. I mixed it myself, played every instrument on it. Wow. Um, and I sent it out to everybody. And that's how I got my record deal with Jimmy Iving, with uh, Interscope and, and Geffen. I just, I said to everyone, I was like, I want to live in America. I want to have a career over, over here and I want to travel and make albums. And the only way the ticket out of here is to make music, is to make a record that I can send to everybody and see if they dig it, you know, and see if, see if it, you know, I have something that I can, you know, offer the music world some, you know, somewhat. And that's kind of what I did. I just, yeah. So were you, were you just focused, I guess, on, on being a guitar player or were you focused on, on being, I guess, like a, your own artist, a writer, you know, a performer, a singer, songwriter, whatever, or was it just being a side person? No, I was focused on being a singer songwriter first. Um, because that's what I started doing when I was six years old. I didn't know how to like play any leads. I just wrote my first song, you know, they listened right. to the Beatles and Elvis and Roy Orbison. So I was more into like writing songs and singing, you know, and, and that and lyrics. And then it got into really just playing the guitar and leads when I was like 11, you know, um, right. studying classical. But, um, yeah, my life's been really interesting because I've been, you know, hired as a guitar player and, and all of that. And, and I love doing session work and, and, you know, collabs as just a guitar player. But ultimately, I mean, yeah, I, I, I set out to be a singer-songwriter guitar player. Um, so that's kind of 
you know, what I'm doing now with all my records that I've got going and, and going to be putting out this year with Rock Candy coming out in a few months and, you know, just everything. It's just, yeah, as I said, it, I, I love doing everything. I mean, it's not like, oh, if someone calls me up just to play guitar or something, I'm like, oh, that's great. Thank you. You know, thanks for asking. Absolutely. You know, right. if I dig it. I will. So, yeah. I mean, you've obviously played with the who's who and the, the name that probably gets thrown around the most is Michael Jackson. Yeah. Right? And that was that honestly, that's where I was introduced to you. And you blew me away when I when I saw the film and I saw this is it. I, I just floored. Oh, thank you. Right. That how was, old how old were you during that? Actually, I was like 24. God. 24. Um, that was wild. I mean, I was signed to Indoscope Geffen had my record ready to go and I was in the studio with Diane Warren, you know, singing a demo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> an incredible songwriter. Yeah. Friend. <laughs> that doesn't and, suck at all. Wow. You know, it, no, it does not. And I'm very grateful to have her as a friend and, you know, we're doing a song. And I remember when my, well, I had MySpace going, right, where everyone did at that time. Oh, yeah. And I got an email and I, I don't know why I was checking emails. I guess I was, we just finished vocal take and I was like just sitting around while they were pumping it or something and I was looking through and I was like oh my god I just got an email about like like Michael Jackson wants to talk to me and <laughs> like <laughs> and we're like is it real and we were all like literally going I don't know this might be a bit weird like we don't know so my manager reached out and it was real and I got a wow. call that night from Michael Bearden and Michael Jackson I believe both called me like can you learn beat it I want to be starting something and I remember Jay Diana and come in tomorrow and you're what we're looking for. We just saw you on the Grammys with Carrie Underwood and, and Michael was searching YouTube. So I guess he found me on YouTube and then they asked around and Santana actually um, recommended me to, to Michael, wow. um, which was amazing. And thank you, Carlos. He's uh, you know, very, very sweet of him. Um, and yeah, so that kind of just, that happened and went in the next day. I didn't sleep. I just <laughs> I was like literally going, okay, <laughs> wow, okay, this is something. Um, so, and everyone in where I was living at the time thought, oh, wow, some crazy MJ fanatic with a really loud amplifier has moved in. And not only did I have a Pomeranian at the time, so that was enough. So I had oh, her wow. rocking her ass off. <laughs> then I had the loud, you know, amps going that beat it. And then it was like, so people thought, yeah, an arsehole's really moved in here, like terrible. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, go in. Michael came in. I remember it was just crazy, wild. He hired us all that that afternoon, center staging, and it was epic. It was just amazing to be able to work with him for three months. I think it was like two or three months, something like that, or maybe more. But we were there every day with him, every day. God. So I am very grateful. Um, bless Michael. I wish he was with us. Uh, yes. Made amazing lifelong friends from Michael Beard and to Judith Hill to Jonathan Moffat. I mean, you know, these people are just like their family, you know, and um, it's just we went through some a really crazy time together, you know, oh, that we'll never, God. never forget. And the world won't forget either. I mean, it's just wild that it everything that happened. And I mean, he was a, one of the greatest entertainers ever. And, and, people and musicians too i mean i don't think people really understand how incredible the musician michael was as well like just how his ear you know right yeah right i mean i, I you read the stories and i mean and i'm a fan i'm a, i'm a total mj fan so yeah i i 
I've heard the stories, I've, I've read the stories, and I, I don't know. The guy is fascinating. As an artist, I'm I'm just I would have a million questions for him, you know. And, and the fact that I'm talking to you about him, I, that's amazing to me too. So, <laughs> uh, it was, I mean, it was so wild. And I mean, he paid attention to every detail. I mean, from the dancing um, to the tones to just everything, every part as well. So you know, I had to have the right guitar sounds, right, guitars, of course, run in and out, amps. He was listening in intensively. And, and it was just, you know, it was a lot on him too. I mean, you know, that show was pretty, pretty crazy. It was, it was very involved. Oh, very involved, everybody. Yeah, and it's very encouraging too. Well, let's, let's go there just for a second. I mean, was there anything, was there advice that he gave you that still stays with you today? Yeah, just never hold back. Don't have any fear. Just go for it. Just do your thing. And, and uh, you know, he just believed in all of us, everyone that was chosen for the, for the tour. So that gave me great confidence as an artist, guitar player, all of that performer. Because I became a better performer working with Michael. Oh, sure. I bet. I bet. And then <clears throat> after that, you know, going out and doing my, promoting my own album and then working with Alice Cooper who um, is an incredible entertainer as well. And so, you know, being part of two pretty, like, theatrical kind of shows in my in my life was really cool. Like, um, with Alice, I was with him for about three years, and that was wonderful, you know. We, and I played on the Hollywood Vampires record, and um, we did some live DVDs and stuff together, and yeah, what a what a great time, celebrating Halloween every night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just wonderful... Right. Uh, you know, my brothers and, and sisters and, and uh, you know, with Calico and his wife, uh, Cheryl, she's amazing. I mean, it was just great. I mean, we're all traveling on the bus together and I have really fond memories of that. Um, and we all stay in contact still and they're just, they're just great people. And Glenn Sobel plays uh, sometimes with me when he's in town. I, I grab him, you know, like, Glenn, you got to come in. He played on um, a lot of stuff for me. Uh, that's Well, the live DVD that's coming out, um, you know, he came in and, Killed it, absolutely. Amazing. Love you, Glenn. Yeah. So we're I mean, we're definitely gonna be going there. I'm I'm you know, there I'm I'm curious, I guess, really, because I again I wanna I wanna get to know you as as the fan, right? Because I mean you've done so much work for so many people and like you said, you've sold millions and you know Well with the you, first album, yeah. I mean that's when when records were sold We're, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. that was a long time ago so that was a pop, a pop single and it happened to be you know and I don't find that to be like and I'm not saying out of ego or anything like that it was actually just the timing it was it was a song it was a connecting moment it was just things played out right you know the right label the right publicity management everything I mean it's, it takes a village you know and it's it really does not it's not just one person it's not like oh yeah there's so many amazing artists right now that have hit songs right but if you don't have the team, you don't have the right people, the right situation, no one's going to hear it. And that's a sad thing. And that's what's messed up because, you know, it's like it's all about just divine sort of timing and, and, and everything coming together. So you just kind of hope for that. Um, as an artist, sometimes when you, when you do a song, you go, I want this to connect with a lot of people. Um, is it going to connect? It's just, as I said, it, it has to be the right situation for everybody. So. I mean, a lot of times, and it's sad, like you were saying, I mean, Talent is only just a part of the equation. 
Yes, absolutely. And that's the whole thing. It's like when you find the right team and and everything, that brings a lot of peace um, as an artist to just be able to focus on what you yeah, you know, should be doing, which is creating, right? Um, the the issue with this industry is the way it's going right now. It's like the Wild West, but it's like finding the right people um, to surround yourself with that will, you know, help you through and kind of guide you through when it's not the way it was. Like everything's changing every moment, like right. with the streaming right. and all of that. And honestly, I wish streaming would stop like immediately because it's terrible and it, you know, not only the sound quality, but just the value of music and how I wish people's perception, will, you know, the younger generations would change on, on the value of it. Right. And right. Uh, it's not about taking away these services immediately. It's like changing people's, you know, opinion on it and how like, hey, music is important, you know, and it's worth something. So Absolutely. But we also live in a culture. It has grown to become a culture of uh, instant gratification, you know, so, I mean, everything is, is literally at your fingertips, you know, from your cell phones to, you know, laptops or whatever, but it's, it's all right there. It's like, Hey, I heard this song. I want to listen to it again. It's going to be right here. And so, I mean, I get the streaming side of things. I get it entirely. But oh, at I the get same, it too. Yeah. But at the I same time, it. it's like, I mean, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's great to seek things out. It's nice to have, you know, have things, I guess, at your disposal. However, it's also, like you said, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of shredded the industry and shredded Big like time. the art. Big time. Yeah. The value and the excitement. Cause I remember, you know, when I was growing up, lining up, outside of a record store and getting really excited for a record to drop and come out and actually right. pick it up with my dad, or my mom, or my sister, or friends and open the packaging, read the liner notes, yes. hold it. The excitement that I had over that was like Christmas morning, you know, your favorite artist is coming out with a record and people don't have that joy anymore. It's like, Oh, the latest record's on. Okay, cool. I'm just going to press play now, download it. Okay, cool. And that's, you know, that's it. Or you just go, okay, stream Spotify or Apple music. And that's cool, but I just like the joy of of a vinyl record or a CD and and looking through the liner notes is just, I don't know, something about that that um, I'm really grateful that I grew up the time that I did. Likewise, likewise. I love, you know, learn, you know, who all played on what and what studio they recorded at. And then there's the lyrics and then there's the, you know, the the, The the thank yous and the (laughs) gear and the, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Here it is. You're growing up and you're waiting outside that record store for, you know, so-and-so's new record to drop. Who were those artists that you, you know, that, that, that you were really, really into that shaped who you are today? Not necessarily who helped you along the way, you mm-hmm. know, per se, but who who were those artists that just changed your life as far as, as, as being a fan? God, um... I mean, definitely, well, early days was like, it was, you know, B.B. King to Santana, of course, Eric Clapton, you know, um, definitely Eric Clapton. Uh, my dad had a lot of his records and we always used to go out and buy them together. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was just, oh, God, so many. I mean, so many different artists like that uh, from, uh, you know, different 
pop artists as well that were on the radio from, you know, I loved In Excess as well in Australia. Right. Yeah. I loved, um, you know, ACDC, of course, and a lot of different bands like that. U2, big fan of U2. Um, God, there's so many. I mean, yeah, my my uh, record collection is really eclectic from, you know, blues to rock to, you know, pop to country, all of that. So, yeah, I'd be waiting out the front of record stores, as I said, for, especially with my dad, it would be more like guitar-based records, like whether it be, you know, Eric Johnson to like Eric Clapton to, you know, all that kind of, that kind oh, of thing. So, yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. What has been your, I guess, your, your favorite moment on stage? Um, well, I always think about like headlining Summer Sonic Festival in Japan. It was like 100,000 people, and wow. they all sang back the lyrics to my song. Oh, wow. Right on. Like, whoa. Like, okay. <laughs> that was pretty wild. This is this is something. And, and you get that feeling of like, okay, they've connected with a lot of people here, and, and they don't even speak English. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that, the fact that they, you know, knew all the lyrics and loved the song and you're a different country, and it was like, you know, it just it was a very, um, like, glorious moment for everyone, not just me, the band, everybody. I mean, you know, it's just like we were working a lot actually promoting that first record. Um, didn't sleep for a few years, actually. Oh, wow. um, and, you know, met every, like, went to every radio station, you know, just two a day sometimes and a show at night and, you know, just no sleeping really at all and, and you know, getting up at, like, 4 a.m. sometimes and just – paying the beat at some way on radio and it was pretty wild. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff and just, yeah, as that goes, but we traveled to Japan, I think 10 times in one year and it was hey. just in Asia and just toured over there a lot. And what has been your worst experience on stage? Um, Roseland ballroom. Um, I remember that show very clearly because the guitar tech brought the wrong amplifier that had no distortion okay oh, and okay. it was very it was terrible it was like this horrendous amp that i don't know what it was actually but no distortion it sounded like it was hurting people's ears and like teeth it was like terrible high <laughs> pitch like treble mids on high uh. and i was playing for some big radio station do and there was all these pop acts i was the only only band right we're the only band so we had that against us anyway so we were <laughs> the guy come in Everyone's like, it was Jason Derulo and Justin Bieber and, you know. Oh, wow. And so I was like, okay, let's play According to You and another song. And, and we came out to play something. And it was like one of those videos. You know how they do those joke videos of someone shredding? Oh, yeah. It was that shit. But it was oh. real. And I was like playing this tapping solo and it was like loud and clean. And, and it was like mids and treble on high and I was like I was pissed like that was the first time that I was like whoa <laughs> I was like can I have a word with the guitar tech you know and he came back I said dude what happened he goes oh I was trying to find the distortion but there was none on there I said so you decided to turn up the treble and the mids <laughs> really hurt everyone's ears like on top of that and and it was just like whoa Oh, you know I mean? man. It was seriously like, dude, like, what are you doing? And, and you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I'm not an angry person. I rarely get mad. Um, but it, it takes, it takes a lot for me to get to that point. But, you know, and I, I never yell at people. I just get, 
frustrated and I just go, okay, you know, half and I was like, okay, fine, leave me alone. And I remember that was a very interesting evening for everybody. I just want to be left alone. That was just oh, bad. Wow. But the other shows made up for it. But yes, Roseanne Ballroom, we're coming back there hopefully another time to play it. It's a bad place because I got to tell you, I always think about that. But anyway. Because <laughs> God forbid you you uh, you know repeat performance like that. That'd be oh, oh, I'm, I'm with Orange Amps now. I have yeah, that's right. Amp. I got my own amp coming out, and I'm very excited. It's a signature amplifier, and uh, I've been working on it really hard with uh, Pat Foley. Love him, bless him. He's a dear friend, and Cliff Orange, legendary company. And, legendary company. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm very honored, and we've been working on this glorious amplifier, which I cannot say too much about, but it's gonna be i think out by the end of this year or early next year um awesome something very special and honestly no pedals needed you plug into this thing it's glorious and i guess i've played many amplifiers throughout my life considering my dad is a amp collector guitar collector and just you know gear sort of freak so i kind of got that from him and um you know having a chance to play through different rigs my whole life too. Um, I've just kind of combined it a lot of different things, especially with the way that orange sounds anyway, right? We just sort of modified it greatly. So I I think people are going to really dig it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also have your uh, signature guitars as well through uh, Gibson and PRS, right? Yes. Yes. I'm very honored about that. Yeah. And we sold out. So it was crazy. I know it was back order still on the, uh, J200s. They, uh, they went really fast. I mean, people really talk to them. And, and um, I mean, they just make incredible instruments. Gibson and the family are just great. I mean, the whole right. team, I just love them. And the fact that we got to go to Montana, pick out, I mean, they were they were like, why are you going for a J200? It's so big. And I'm like, yeah, but the sound, guys. You know? <laughs> you I'm know. like, Elvis, Johnny Cash. And I'm like, yes. yeah, but it's kind of a little large for, you know, I'm 5'5", five five, so it's like, you know, um, as big as me, but it's kind of the neck we modified, we put a 345 neck on it. Oh, wow. So it's, wow. The first, it's the first hybrid in history of Gibson. Really? Um, yes, first hybrid acoustic. And it, you know, they've never really done an electric acoustic before um, in the sense of even modifying the J200, which I didn't want to be like, you know, an ass and do that, you know what I mean? But it was like having the opportunity to change things and make a signature. I'm like, well, you know, they followed me down the rabbit hole, and I'm very, very glad they did because it's just this. I mean, my first guitar was red, um, so that's why it's red. And my dad's one two five Gibson. I used to uh, not tell him and take to school, which I was, <laughs> um, was red. So yeah. God, I mean, I've heard tremendous, tremendous reviews about that guitar. I wish that I had a chance to play one because everybody said the same thing that it was just, it was. Like it felt so good, you know, and so now hearing that it, it makes total sense. And now I want to play one even more. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's such a vibe. It really is. It's it's such a, you know, I just I love it. It's so really comfortable to me. I use it in the studio. I use it live, and it's just really well balanced. LR Bags did an incredible job with the with the uh, pickup system as well. Sure enough, sure enough. So we're gonna switch from music to a little something different. So again, you're very active on your social media. And one of the things that always catches my eye, you seem like you are an incredible cook. <laughs> I love cooking. I love it. 
if I wasn't a musician, I would definitely be a, a chef, a crazy one, mind you, but uh, <laughs> I love it. And, you know, my whole thing with that is, well, I'm actually doing a cooking show and that's coming later, but I'm not going to talk God, too much about it. Yeah, so, I'm so happy to hear that because I was yeah. like, man, if, if somebody doesn't offer you a show soon, it's a travesty. Like, we're, gonna, it, we're doing one. We're actually shooting the pilot for it uh, pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, because I did these reels for fun as uh, I really wanted the album to come out. Rock Candy a little sooner. So I was just like, hey, guys, nudge the record label. Come on. Let's put this out. So, um, but I was just like, aside from that, I, you know, people have been asking me a lot, can you post some recipes? Because I post photos, right? Right. I'm like, I saw these reels and I've been following all these chefs late at night, you know, and I'm watching, scrolling through social media. Most of the things I watch on TV is a food network or I'm looking through <laughs> different. I know, it's boring. Yes. I'm just looking through no. vegan recipes. <laughs> And I'm like going, oh, this is cool. And I love the way that they're all animated on on uh, Instagram and, and Reels. So I'm like, I'm just going to do one. And if people think that I'm crazy, that's okay because people already do. So I, I don't really care <laughs> anymore. And once you get past 30, you go, who cares, right? Like in your 20s, you care about what everyone thinks. And now I'm just like, you know what? what I'm else? eccentric. <laughs> I love different things. You know, I don't – as long as I'm entertaining people and also aside from that, I'm encouraging – people to eat healthier. So right. if I can do that, great, you know, great. That's amazing. I'm so looking forward to that show, by the way. So once, once there's like any kind of, uh, info on that, I'll, I'll, I'll be supporting you a hundred percent. Cause yeah, oh, thank I, you. More yeah. Details soon on that, you know, I, I kind of was putting out stuff a little early about it cause I was excited and that's what I usually do. I'm like, Hey guys coming soon. I was like, well, not really soon, but there's a lot of things I've got coming up and I'm doing and it takes time you know you know I like to do things and and sort of just get them done when I'm excited and like yes let's do this now and you know um I I get great enthusiasm over stuff but um yeah that's something that's going to come in the in the future for sure so very excited that's awesome musical cooking show so yeah so here's something too and this is one thing that I I've I've noticed right I have a one-year-old daughter and I am of that total belief that girls can do anything and you are living proof of this, right? You being a female, have you, have you felt any uh, resistance, if you will? And if you have, what was your take from it or how did you, how did you get past it? Well, I don't think anyone's journey is easy and a lot of things I have dealt with that I just have dealt with and you know I kind of just don't wear it for other, as much you know and I think that when you pay like you put attention and this is why I kind of feel about things um, as I'm getting older the more I talk about things that don't serve me that have happened that aren't positive affect my reality now right so I let literally all the stuff that's happened to me during this journey that that hasn't served me, that's been hindering or dark or just bad, which is a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Um, I just gotten through because of the amazing support of my family, my friends. Um, you know, it, it, this industry is a terrible place sometimes. It really is. Um, oh God, yes. But you've got to find the right people, the lights, not the drains, um, that can bring up your spirit when 
it gets brought down because there's always hellhounds on your trail. Yes. You know, always. Since I picked up the guitar, there was somewhere. <laughs> and it's true. You know, it's Robert Johnson. It's like, yeah, as soon as you pick up, I don't know why, something. And, you know, it's just things to kind of test your character, I guess, see if, what you're made of. And it, and it kind of molds you into who you are. But this road hasn't been easy by any means. And I've dealt with a lot of stuff that I probably won't really talk about or air sure. um, anytime soon because of the fact that it doesn't it doesn't serve me you know what I mean my highest good or anything and and you know so I just my voice if anything to everybody to you know any female artist or male everybody just artists in general is to continue on is to think positivity uh don't be brought down by any dark matter because that's always around you just you just choose what channel you want to tune into you know right Um, right that's it you know what i mean it's like i'm not going to put on a depressive radio station and listen to that all day you know (laughs) i'm going to put on some happy music i want to you know hire my vibration and focus on the things that i have gratitude for right Right. um yeah that's always for you just pay attention to things that that serve you and surround yourself with situations and people that um serve you or just get out just just you know leave it leave it be and i'm just like that i'm very uh kind of hippie minded these days no i i love it and and i think that those words are very potent very real just do not let fear override your excitement and what let... about the what about young female artists what would yeah. you tell them what are words of wisdom for them just uh you know listen with one ear um i always did because you got to have your own um, voice, you got to have your own opinions on things, you know, because you can get so messed up by listening to everybody else. And that's why I feel like everyone has a different outfit to put on you in this industry, you know, especially when you come over to LA, right, to make a record or, you know, write with people and do things. Have a strong sense of yourself, you know, S- spend time alone um, with your instrument um, as an artist, as a person, you know, um, just know who you are and then go with that. Well, this is a perfect seg into Rock Candy. And the reason why I feel it's a perfect seg is because you have led this life and this career. And I mean, it's continually growing. And you are learning so much more about yourself as a person, as an artist, as what you want, as what you don't want. How has that, I guess, affected what will be your brand new record? Yeah, a lot because, I mean, you know, this new record coming out now I made in like 14, 15 days with Jacob Bunton, who's a dear friend and uh, producer and songwriter. And, you know, we did everything pretty fast because I've been since I've been writing a lot and collaborating a lot and doing, you know, different recordings and whatnot. And then when the label were like, oh, yeah, we need this record now. I was like, okay. So we just went in and I, I had all these ideas that I sort of mapped out myself in my home studio. And then Jacob, as I said, Jacob Bunner is just, he's so fast with everything and we just, we're friends. So it's easy, right? And it's fun. And I just came in with an idea a day and, and we wrote it, finished it, like recorded it, put it down, band came in and, and that's kind of how the whole record was made. Um, and I'm really excited about the sound of this one. And, and uh, it's rock candy because, I mean, it's not, the, you know, one true song like uh, Sammy Hagar. A lot of people are like, oh, did you cover that? I said, no, I don't know. I love that song, but <laughs> it kind of sums up the sound because it's rock, but it's sprinkled with pop, electronic sounds. 
Um, you know, it's something that it's fun. It's experimental. It's something that I just wanted to put out now. And, you know, future albums are going to be different. I'm already, you know, <laughs> thinking about them now and different things I'm doing. But this record, I'm, I'm excited for people to just put on and, and uh, rock out to and, you know, hopefully dig. I'm looking forward to it. Is this record uniquely you or did you borrow from, from obviously you have other influences, but you're also one of these artists that like every time I listen to, it sounds like you, right? Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, 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 electronic, it, it's kind of, I mean, I said it's experimental stuff. I mean, cause as, I'm a big fan of, you know, as I said before, before it's like Gabriel to nine inch nails to everybody. I mean, you know, it's like with all the different artists I've worked with or, just my record collection in general is pretty eclectic. So it's what I'm listening to at the time I get excited about. So I'm like, let's try this, let's do this. And that's nice. kind of how records are made with me. I'm like a kid. I really am. So I love that. God, um, I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall at the studio just to even check that out. That's, I'm that's a great. seven year old. When I go in the studio, it's like, it's great that the producer can be more of an authority figure where it's like, okay, we need to, you know, uh, <laughs> hone this in and, you know, and, and I already, I, I know where I'm going, um, but initially I'm just very excitable and just kind of, let's get these sounds, let's do this, okay, cool, and then let's put that on that and, and I'm going to leave it with you. You put your own thing on it and I'll come back and that's kind of how I work. Like I love for uh, people to bring their own um, colors to the, you know, yes. the canvas because yes. I, I don't like to control people, like especially when I bring them in to work with me. It's all about collaboration and it's about like, let's create something together not yes. this is what i want to do you better do it for me kind of like, <laughs> some people do that i'm like that sometimes in, in the sense of oh i'm thinking about this i really want it to sound this way like i want the song to sound this way so i have you know things i would guidelines but generally i leave it do your thing too i want to hear what you would come up with because i like i love that because it's something i wouldn't come up with i'm, like, I'm inspired that's that's damn cool and that that usually happens i mean Making the last record with Marty Fredrickson, that was amazing. I mean, Marty's an incredible producer and friend, um, and we did that in Nashville with O and Dave Stewart. And, you know, just people I've worked with, it's just I feel very blessed and honoured to have made records with these incredible artists and talents. So, yeah. I love that you have such a good head on your shoulders with all the success that you've had. That's that. That's oh, well, so you know, what? it's like I'm I'm Australian. I'm brought up in a way where, like, you know, everything is just like I don't know. My family, like, just working class kind of thing. We're all just like workers, hard workers. Like, that was instilled in me as a kid. Like, you know, you never stop working. You don't just sit back. You 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 know, and you never like. There's no ego involved for me. It's all about what's the best for what I'm doing right now for people to dig and me to be proud of later you know yes because at the end of the day i mean you you gotta look at yourself in the mirror right and, and that's kind of the deal you gotta you gotta be happy that's that's, that's it you. yeah and and i think that's a that's the thing with me is that i i always want to be a better writer a better guitar player performer all of that and that's never going to stop until i'm you know just i can't play anymore i'm geriatric in a wheelchair somewhere on a, <laughs> or a rocking chair um rocking chair with my blunt at a hundred or whatever <laughs> and my tie-dyed yes. yes. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> the visual is fantastic by the way. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, with yeah. my dobro. You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's like with all my peacocks around me. There, yes, because we all need those. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Rocking chair, tie-dyed onesie with my blunt, you know, surrounded by peacocks in a magical garden. Yeah. I want to look back, you know, <laughs> yes. when I'm when I'm there going, okay, I did the best I could. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. I'm sorry. I, I'm still stuck on the visual. And that's just, it's that's, that's glorious. That's glorious, right? Right, there. just glorious, yeah. Who are you listening to these days? Um, God, I listen to so many different things from, like, I love, okay, so <clears throat> on the radio lately, if, I, if anyone asked me who's my favorite top 40 artist right now, it would be Post Malone. Um, because of the fact, I just think he brings, like, a rock edge to what's going on right now, you know? yeah. Yeah, he's just cool. He's got a vibe. Um, and... Oh gosh, records I've downloaded lately. I mean, just I listen to a lot of country. <laughs> like, really? There's a lot of country music I listen to, to like, but at the same time, um, what was I listening to on my run yesterday? Mountain I was listening to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Captain Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm weird. No, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things from top 40 to country music to. Mountain, Captain Beyond. I will listen to anything that comes on my playlist. Marcus King is amazing, by the way. Right. Yes. Awesome young player. Uh, Badass. I've been listening to his record Uh, the other day. um, God, who else was there? It's gone off my head now. But you know what? I will. Yeah. (laughs) Tons of people. I mean, it's just varied. I just like to listen to what's going on right now, too. Uh, It's important. I don't want to live in, you know, just uh, um, in the past kind of thing. Um, I, as much as I do listen to old records, it bring me back to being 15 or 13 again. Um, it's about like, you know, kind of what's going on right now. Okay, cool. All right. You know, it's a vibe. And then you sort of get inspired by that and make it, you know, so your own. But, you know, I, I generally, when I'm writing, I'm like shutting myself away from listening to anything. Uh, sometimes it's just all what's coming to me at the time and then, then molding it later. I love it. So usually, uh, now that we're uh, kind of uh, approaching the end of this show, I throw out these questions, and they're they're kind of rapid-fire questions. So it's just top okay. of your head, okay? Top yeah, of your yeah. head. Don't even think about it too much. Top of your head. Top three guitar players. God. Santana, Stevie Ray, Jimi Hendrix. That's a, that's a very good list. Top three favorite records. De- Desert Island records, I should say. Sacred Fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. Band of Gypsies and oh god. Uh, I don't know what my third one would be. Let me see. Um, this is a hard one because I have so many <laughs> live records I love. You know what I mean? It's like trying to choose one. Um, god, I. I'm gonna say I love the Allman Brothers too. Live or Johnny Winter and live. Wow. So, the, so I mean, not even necessarily like live records, but just Desert Island, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I those would be the, those would be your three. Yeah, I love the phrasing on that record. Johnny uh, Winter and Life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Sacred Fire is just again just another magical, magical live record. Probably yeah. my favorite live record ever. I was the best. I tell everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> I tell my everyone. God. Yeah. yeah. So good. All right. If you could tour with anybody these days, who would it be? Um, 
okay, dream, like, uh, you know, to open up for, even if it's a couple of shows, would be the Rolling Stones. Yes. Uh, epic. Epic. Um, you two. Um, or, God, I don't know right now who's who's out there that um, I'd be doing, like, a, a tour with someone like, I don't know, maybe even, like, someone like Post Malone or something like that. It'd be kind of cool. It's just different, you know? Yeah, like very different. And, you know? Yeah, that'd be rad. Who would you like to open for who aren't with us anymore? Um, well, kind of nobody because the people that, like, I grew up listening to, like, Jimi Hendrix, I wouldn't want to open for him. <laughs> I was like, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Elvis Presley or anything that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, God, be like. No, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> they're, they're all scary to me. Like, they're not scary, but just like, you know, they're such big influences and stuff. It's like, sure. but Jimi Hendrix, sure. I mean, absolutely. That would be amazing. Just so I could hang out with him and, and jam. That would yes. be rad. Yes. 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 All right. Here's the last one for you. There's one song you wish you wrote. What would it be? A couple of songs, actually. Um, I don't know why I'm, I'm going with you two, with or without you. I love that song. That's a great tune, yeah. Um, or Europa. I dig it. I there's love two, your answers. There's two there. <laughs> I love your answers. Because I just love with the way he goes. Because that song comes on and you're like, okay, that's just, you know, the tones and the his voice and just the lyrics. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, totally. Totally. Good call. Man, yeah, that makes me happy. So you got a brand new Orianthi orange amplifier coming out here soon. You mm -hmm. got a cooking show that we'll announce at some point down the road. And obviously yes. Rock Candy is done. And uh, when is That's that going to be released? October. That should be out. Um, live DVD is coming out July. So pre-orders are being taken now through Frontiers. And there's many links on my socials at at I am Arianthe on Instagram. My new website's coming soon as well. That was hacked. So anyone that Ooh. goes on there, it is coming. There was a skull and crossbones. I think we got rid of that. Some crazy person decided to hack my website. It's okay. Great. Think, these things happen. Uh, <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> so, <laughs> Where can people find you right now? Um, Instagram's a main place or Twitter. Just go on there and you'll see my cat photos, updates, all that kind of stuff. You know. <laughs> the amazing food dish. The, 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 the pictures of her food, man. I'm just telling you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna add one more bonus question just for you because I'm so intrigued by something okay. that you said earlier on. Because yeah, for whatever reason, I it's so funny. Back in the day, uh, you know, it was it was all about the party. It was all about you know just hanging out and and you know sex, drugs, rock and roll, good you know whatever. Now it's like, you know, watching documentaries or like what's on the you know what's on Food Network these days. Oh, totally. 100%. Go, 100%. go back to my room and it's like, oh, dude, sweet, it's a new, it's a new episode of Guys Grocery Games. Let's do that anyway. Uh, yeah. Sure. Top top <laughs> top three chefs that you dig. Um. Okay. So there, I, I love. I mean, Guy Theory. He's great because of his enthusiasm. I love his cooking show. Yes. Um. You know, Gordon Ramsay, of course. And there's um a few others as well. Like I've been watching. Is it Nigeria? She's great as well. And then I also like there's this Max Amano. I watch him on um Instagram. He's a great like no waste chef. Um, and you know, his interest, his, his, uh, recipes are really interesting cause they're predominantly like vegan. 
So yeah, there's quite a few different like chefs I I watch on the Instagram or the Food Network. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. You are the best. Thank you so much for hanging with me. I hey, am thank so you for having appreciative. Me. Thank you for your support, and um, I'm glad that we got to do this. Hey, hey, well there you have it. It's about that time that we called it a day. But before we do, I want to thank my special guest this week, Orianti. Man, I swear that woman has about a bazillion things going on at any given time, every single day of the week. There's not enough hours in the day for Orianti. There's just not. So the fact that she takes a little time out of her day, time that she probably doesn't even have, to come and hang out with us, man, that means a lot. So, Ori, thank you so much for hanging. I appreciate the conversation. I, I appreciate you. I think the world of you. And the best of luck with everything you got going on. Everybody, don't forget, she has a brand new live DVD that's going to be coming out here very, very soon. Also, her brand new record, Rock Candy, is going to be released later this year. So you guys definitely want to check that out. Speaking of checking things out, I am urging you to check out my website, www.kenvaldez.com. Over there, you can find out more about the show. I got some tour dates coming up, everybody. I can't wait to see y'all. Also, there's links to my social media. I'd love to hear from all of you, so please reach out and uh, let people know about this show. Let people know about this music. It's all good to me, man, and I appreciate all the support. Speaking of support, this show takes time, money, and a whole lot of love to bring to you each and every week. So if you like this show, you like what you're hearing, and you want to show a little love and support, go visit me at Venmo. My Venmo handle is at Ken Valdez. With your help and support, we keep the proverbial wheels on this proverbial bus moving forward. Thank you so much for your support. That's about it, everybody. So until next time, be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.